Welcome, everybody, to season three, episode 13 of The Psychologists Are In. I am Maggie Lawson, and today I have a special co-host to fill in for Tim since he is living it up in London. Should I tell you now or should I just wait until the episode starts? I'm just going to let the episode start. Okay, I'll give you a hint. Uh, Let's just say I look up to this guest host in more ways than one. Wink, wink. Enjoy. I know. I don't even know if my voice can get high enough to do the Tim thing, but I'll just say, hi, Maggie. Okay, oh, that that's was what amazing. I got. Okay, that was that's perfect. I, it's like Tim's here. I, and um, I'm so, I'm, I apologize to everybody because Tim had to be somewhere else. So uh, I'm sorry it's me. And I hope not to disappoint you and let you down. Oh my and- God. We feel, I am so excited to host with you. Tim is bouncing around, I believe, London right now. And then he's going on to uh, Paris and he's doing um, some, uh, these conventions that I think, I think this one is specifically for Supernatural, but we actually just did one together. We had so much fun. And I do want to just say thank you to, uh, to everybody in Salt Lake city and he's so sad to not be here. So we're going to like, well, as we go along, I'm going to bring some Timisms that are, you know, his wardrobe, uh, he catches all the wardrobe stuff. So I was very careful to make sure I got all, all of his, um, his, his eye for that. And, but Steve, we're just so grateful. So thank you. I am so happy. And I think out of deference to Tim, we should actually not podcast the shit out of it. We should just <laughs> We should just podcast it the regular amount oh, and I, leave the podcasting the shit out of it to him and you. I don't know. I don't know if I agree, Steve. I'm oh. going to say yes, but at the end, I think we'll have to like, we'll have to reassess. So okay. I'll, I'll say, Steve, <laughs> are you ready to podcast it the regular amount? And a tiny bit more of the regular <laughs> amount and just a tiny bit more. And we're going to do all the Tim things. I have actually, for the first time ever in my life, gone through and noted all the wardrobe as well, knowing that Tim <gasps> always handles that stuff. Oh, my God. I love it. I love that we're both like we're on the Tim. We're on the Timisms. This is his. This is that's his world. And we'll do some Tim trivia just to uh, we'll, we'll figure out something about Tim to talk about. So you can feel like he's here when we're talking about him. I know. I can't really, Steve, I, like the Sternbush, it's not the same. I mean, I see you got like Oh, a, God. No, not at all. I've, but I did, I did. I got the pineapple Sternbush today. Oh, OK. So, that's nice. Yeah. 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 I decided <laughs> to to wear that just in, so we can feel like he's here. But um, you guys, we are talking about uh, episode 13 Gosh, I cannot believe we're into season three, episode 13, any given Friday night at 10 p.m., 9 p.m. Central. It is one of my favorite titles. It's a fantastic title. And the fact that it goes on to the central time is the, uh, you know, there's really great ones in the history, like the devil's in the details and also in the upstairs bedroom, which comes <laughs> later. But it's always that little thing at the end that uh, that that makes it great. And this it's, is one of our great titles, written by Josh Bicell. Josh Bicell, yeah. Wrote the greatest adventure in the history of basic cable. Yes, we love uh, Josh Bicell. great title. Yes. And Down the Stretch Comes Murder as well. Wait, so, have we done Down the Stretch Comes Murder yet? I don't, I don't think so. No, no, no. I think is, that's is that coming up. That's probably... I think that's the beginning of next year. Or beginning of next year. Okay, right. So it's like a preview of things that are coming. I love I love it. It's like a tease. It's a little tease. And Mel Damsky directed it. 
the coastal commander, as Mel uh, likes to be called. And Michael T, which, yeah, by so- the way, that that he's so good, but I got to work with him on Lethal Weapon. And he totally remembered Sykes. So I worked with him a few years ago on Lethal Weapon, and he was so like, like that was really fun. You all have like a really good thing. I was like, yeah, we we did, <laughs> we do. <laughs> I have a strange Michael T question for you. Yes, and I seem to remember on the the last night that we were all shooting together, the Psych After Show available as a bonus on the Peacock. Yeah. And certainly an, a a far in the future episode of The Psychologist they're in. Absolutely. Um, that he was there that night as we were done. And I don't know why I believe that he was there. He might have just been stopping by. He might have been shooting something in the same building. But I have this piece of my memory that makes me think he was there. And I was going to add from your expression, I think I'm crazy. No, I'm trying to remember because... It's weird, Steve. Even when I saw him on Lethal Weapon, I'm like, I know the last time I saw you wasn't in uh, 2000. I mean, this was what? What are we in now? Uh, 2009. Yeah, I, I, think so. I felt like I had seen him uh, before on something else, and we actually went through trying to place it, and we couldn't. And I bet it was this. I bet it, it was the after show. Because I think that was the the big studio where where E used to shoot all their little Joan River shows and all those things. I don't yeah, know if I they're remember. still there. But I remember having a conversation with him saying, wow, what are you doing here? Why would you come to this? <laughs> he was a psych fan. Yeah, maybe, perhaps. He probably I'm, was there for something else. But I, I'm going to go with psych fan. Okay, I'm going to go with, yeah. Hugest psych fan of all time. Got yeah. tickets into the uh, show. And you know who else was yeah. there that night was Carlos McCullers. Really? Young, young Gus. And he was, he was grown up. Oh, I actually do remember this. Wasn't Jimmy there that night? I imagined all of this. (laughs) Steve, this was a dream you had. Um, (laughs) No, I remember that. I remember we had a few, I feel like, didn't Jimmy come that night as well? I Jimmy think Simpson? so too. Yeah. yeah. And he was in the, in fact, Jimmy was in the audience and I've, and you can attest to this. Jimmy's hair is always incredibly crazy and it might be the craziest his hair has ever been. Oh my God. Really? That night? It was like, Wait, is he on camera? Up, yeah. And I believe, I believe if you go back to the, to the peacock right now, get the, uh, <laughs> get the commercial free uh, tier for that. Uh-huh. You can go back and watch the shots in the uh, in the audience, and you can see uh, you can see Jimmy there. I think he's like right in the center. I I don't know why I remember all this, but I remember some things. He, and that's it. Yeah. You remember everything. <laughs> <laughs> You're remembering uh, every detail. No, I I have a funny uh, Jimmy thing as well. I don't I don't know if you remember this, but um, Jimmy always smells so good. Yeah. Like he smells. <laughs> No, it's true. It's yeah. true. Yeah, you can smell him coming. So, so in a good way. I had a very yes. It smells so good. I had a moment. I mean, we we love Jimmy so much. We'll get him on on the pod soon too. But I had a moment recently where I was walking like on Los Feliz Boulevard uh, here in LA, and I was like, "Wow, that smells good. <laughs> that's a that's a good smell. Why do I know that smell?" And I looked over. And Jimmy is pumping gas at a gas station as I'm walking by, I swear to God. And I walked and I run over to him and we hug. And I'm like, Jimmy, I swear to God, I 
you smell so good. He always smells so good. And I was like, I got this whiff of it way over there. It just like the wind carried it. And, uh, and I turned around and I, I, cause I, I thought, oh, that smells familiar. And right as I was coming around to like, oh, it smells like Jimmy. I saw him. Anyway, he, it, he smells so good that he actually outdoes the smell of 91 super unleaded. That's <laughs> yeah, strong, just a level <laughs> click above that and it'll travel across the street. That's that's pretty amazing. It was it was wild. It was actually very it was very funny. And I was so happy to see him who I mean, Jimmy's the best um, anyway. So uh, Michael T may or may not have been at the um, after show. But Jimmy was. We know that. We have video (laughs) proof. We're going to go back and watch that for sure. Steve, should we dive in? Let's do it. But my goal this time, I'm going to, I'm going to talk less. No. uh, Well, not talk less, but I'm going to talk a little slower and Mm. and just a little more directed. Steve, you talk, you talk absolutely perfect. And uh, that is why we wanted you uh, as our, as our co-host today. And also, um, this, it is exactly right to podcast the regular amount. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. I think we've already gone above and beyond because that Jimmy story was already awesome. No, I feel like we're getting into like the shit out of it territory. We're dangerously close. To Maybe we need to reel it the in. Shit out of it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I love it. Okay. All right. Uh, here we go. Ready? Episode 13. Any given Friday night at 10 p.m., 9 p.m. Central. I just wanted to say it again. Written by Josh Bicell, directed by uh, the Coastal Commander, Mel Damsky. And so we'll start with the pineapple siding. Oh! This, one's a, this one was a little lazy. Yeah, this it one was, was uh, a little on the nose, it's right? not one of our best ones. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you say that? Because it's so obvious? Because it's a sticker on a cup right. that's right in the front of the frame. That Yeah, I, I was a little disappointed. But once again, once again, when you have to do 16 a year, they can't all be gems. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind it. I don't mind a sticker occasionally. I know there are some episodes coming up where it's in the pineapple is in my jewelry. And I think that oh, took like in an earring that. or something. Yes. So we had to like, that's see those. That's good. That's a good one. Um, okay. Cold open. It's 1987. Young Sean eagerly stands backstage of the stadium with Henry attempting to get an autograph from his favorite player. But young Sean has to open his mouth about why the quarterback got an interception during the game. Henry apologizes as the quarterback heads off, then comes back, tossing, t- tossing Sean the game ball. Okay, I just have to comment on this because this was one of my favorite flashbacks. Yes, it's a, it's awesome. Mel did such a great job with it. It's so good. And and not to say that like I I mean of course we always acknowledge them and we always know know them, but like I this one just really got me. I loved it. I thought it was so sweet and I, it was very good. It was a very good opening. Yeah, and Liam is uh, is so perfect, uh, perfect in it, and and Corbin has a great angle to to what he wants in this scene. Yeah, and it's it's all these things working. And you know the crazy thing, I learned something that I had erased from my memory. That's Frank Gifford doing the voiceover at the beginning. Kathy Lee Gifford's husband, Hall yes. of Fame NFL announcer Frank Gifford is, and How I'm cool. like. 
after I looked it up, I was like, I think I remember we got him to do it at the last minute or something. But that was so exciting. I actually thought it was a typo when I saw the uh, his name in the name. credits. I did yeah. the same thing. I was like, wait a second. It's so funny because um, I had worked with Kathy Lee Gifford in like 1999 and we stayed in touch. And I remember how uh, I remember telling her that my brother was going to go to US, USC and just how supportive she was. And she, I remember her talking about Frank um, because obviously he's he was a huge USC star. So when I saw that, I was like, wait, what? I didn't remember him in the episode. And then I figured out later that he did the voice. Yeah. It's so th- cool. That is, uh, that's really crazy. What was the movie that you did with, uh, with Kathy oh. Lee? <laughs> You know, it was called Model Behavior. Oh and it my was... God! Do you do you want to know something really weird? Well, I happen to be working on it. This is just for the Patreon people. I happen to be working on a project right now. I'll show it to you. Wait, so this is a Patreon exclusive? Yeah, I believe so, but I'm going to make it. I'll make it good for all the things. It's a little something I'm working out. It's called Breaking the Laws: The Maggie Lawson Story. <laughs> So what, oh my God. what it is, is it's, it's an unauthorized biopic of you. And at some point, <laughs> I just don't want you interfering with it. At some point, I may tag you in. But I got all the stuff. I got, I got. let's see, uh, model behavior right here, Justin Timberlake. Shut up. How it's do you know Kids st- Club? How do you know Kids Club, Steve? Starts gr- I only have a few scenes. So I'm working. This is, you know, growing up in Kentucky. Kids Club on Fox 41, Louisville, right? You Louisville. don't say Louisville. 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 Uh-huh. Yeah. Model behavior just, and then this this was some of the stuff not a lot of people knew that you were married to Korean singer Psy for oh, a very that, short period. That's and crazy. you broke up over Gangnam Style, right? Because he didn't want you to give you credit for the wop 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 part that you were. He, yeah, like how could he do that to me? How could he do that to me? He makes millions and millions of dollars, and I was the reason. I know. I know. I was was a hit. So I had to include that. This is uh, when you had the run-ins with the House of Un-American Commi- uh, Activities Committee. I mean, uh, that was a whole thing. Also, Maggie, I had HVAC problems at my house, but you yeah. know, it's a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Maggie invents hip hop. That's in there. Oh well, that was twerking. I mean, look, that's the whole point of that. That that in American duos. That's why we did that. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah, keep going. Exactly. <laughs> Christmas and Evergreen we covered, and then you know, just for Tim, at the very end, meet Tim. I put him in. Did you come say? Because I thought we should just skip the psych stuff. Because whatever. Wait, yeah. what? What is? Wait, hold on. We missed one. What's which one? the blue oh, one? No, I, I, well, I didn't want to give away all of it. What? Which one did we miss? The blue one. Oh yeah, this is where you had. Remember when? Remember when you forged the friendship with the sailor ghost, the old man who was the captain of the ship from the seventeen hundreds? He's still my friend. Yes, exactly. So yeah. I put that in there, but I don't know where I want to put it in the story. <laughs> This is where you tried to start that pyramid scheme and you got off on a technicality. Thank God. Um, and then the, I know this is stealing it, but I, at one point I had you going to the alternate 1985 and fighting Biff on the roof. Oh, um, my in Hill God. Valley. I'd give anything. I would give anything. Steve. So no, I'm breaking the I really laws. Did it that. might be called breaking the laws, DA, but. <laughs> But there's definitely no G because of Louisville. Louisville. Oh, oh right? no, Louisville but Kids Club. That was Fox yeah. 41 Kids Club. There are videos of me uh, doing my little, uh, you're watching Fox 41 Kids Club, Louisville, a uh, little spiel. Um, Steve, I feel like this is just the beginning. I feel like 
the Patreon is going to go crazy to expand on the biopic that has called Breaking Duh Laws. An has- unauthorized biography. <laughs> Maggie not, not authorized at all. Because that way I can take all the creative license I want. I can make up some things. And then I'll then we'll circle back around when we're, when I'm done. And then you'll see if you want to be involved. Steve, this has made my day. It's so ridiculous. So it's, just, it's just up there. You know, I work on a lot of stuff. So I, I, you know, I'm constantly keeping the wheels going. But I was very, very certain that I would keep up. Oh, now, the, oh, look at this. Puppy! It's a breakout. It's a breakout. Wait, what's your pup's name again? That is Finny right there. Oh, Finny. That's right. Okay. Hi, Finny. I'm going to go. I'm going to have to let him down because someone's in the house. Okay. Uh oh. Okay. Oh, my God. He is so precious. It's the greatest ever. And it's just the beginning. And I feel like I'm so excited to, to see how my life unfolds. I know. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> It's going to be amazing. Oh you know, I, as long as you can get by all the lies that I'm putting into it. It'd be, other than that, it'll be fine. I haven't heard any except for the, your first pronunciation of Louisville. Louisville. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> you got it right now, though. <laughs> now, and now I have the whole Kathy Lee angle. Well, was it a feud with Kathy Lee or were you, were you guys friendly? <laughs> it's this little movie I did with her uh, I, on the Disney Channel called Model Behavior. And I play two characters. They're like, one's this like kind of... I don't know, ugly duckling for lack of a better phrasing. Uh, And the other is like a teenage supermodel. And they bump into each other and realize they look exactly alike and decide to switch places. And so Kathy Lee is the mom to the supermodel. Justin Timberlake is the boyfriend to the supermodel. So when the sort of plain Jane gets to go into supermodel land. She gets to date Justin Timberlake and Kathy Lee. I got to say, I can't, I, I can't say enough about either one of them, but Kathy Lee was like, we stayed in touch for years. And even now we still reach out occasionally. She's so sweet. And, um, uh, same with Justin Timberlake. If I ever see him anywhere, he's like, <laughs> we relive our memories on that show. It was this- so fun. This sounds like the greatest movie ever. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It was, and it, is it, it streaming on, we're not going to say any other streaming services besides the Peacock, the um, ad-free tier, but is it streaming on D, asterisk, 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 <laughs> asterisk. Plus I. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Why? I think I let, might have left an asterisk out there. Why? And then a plus sign. Is it streaming oh, yeah. on that right now? You know, no. And there's oh. like a, a little petition, I think, to get it going. Uh, some people in Salt Lake City were bringing it up as well. So I would love to see it. It's only available. In fact, I signed one in Salt Lake City on VHS. Oh, wow. And, nice. And, and on eBay. So... <laughs> um, yes, there has been a petition. And I feel like... I I, I feel like... I feel like it might work. I feel like it'll it should be on that asterisk thing you were talking about very soon. You have to do a psychologist pod for that one and the luck of the Irish. Yeah, luck of the Irish. Tim and I both have a couple of great. We got a couple of golden classics. You know. Yeah, oh my gosh! No, yeah. they're they're awesome. I would have killed to have been part of those projects. <laughs> Steve, bring them back. Uh, bring it like, back <laughs> luck of the irish as a really dark uh it's a dark drama i think that i think that might work i feel like it kind of was dark it like it isn't but it has that like just borderline ugh, vibe yeah. a little bit okay what if we do this i know we're getting off topic but i think oh. people are going to really like this what if we what if we did a fusion 
a really dark retelling of this story, but it's it's a very attractive supermodel who accidentally switches places, Prince and the Pauper style, with a leprechaun and doesn't realize <laughs> that the leprechaun happens to look exactly like her. I think... And then it becomes like the movie Leprechaun, where it's an evil leprechaun. And Steve, but I'm down. And I'm Irish. And what's, yeah, exactly. And what's exciting about that is there's a pot of gold involved. So it helps. <laughs> oh my God. Devin just, Devin just chimed in on the chat. Luck oh. of the Irish model. See, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It's just so good, Steve. Yeah, it's, I think we're, we're just we're, what what is, what this is turning into is a brainstorming session. Yes, plus we've talked one um, percent about um, any given Friday night. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna dive back in, but I I really um, I love and appreciate this uh, tangent and also the work you've done to this outline of my life. Oh, that was that. That's nothing. That's just the tip of the iceberg. It's gonna, it's gonna really get good soon. I really I can't wait. And luck of the Irish model has to uh, uh, <laughs> has has to happen. Um, okay, all right. So we left off uh, forty <laughs> minutes ago at the <laughs> at the cold open. Um, okay, so we're just to present day. <laughs> Lassie and Jules lecture the boys on why it's important to always keep their phones on. But Sean asks the real important questions. One, why don't they have the psych symbol yet? And two, are they getting their police badges yet? Uh, Because Tim is not here, I am going to um, call out that I think what he would say is that I'm an ocean eyes blue. Oh, that's okay. his, I think his label. So Tim, I hope we're doing this justice. And he would have to call out um, the chief's popped collar. Okay. Oh yeah. The popping yes. collar. Yes. 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 And I, I do think he's used the ocean eyes blue. And I think he's also added a sparkling to it. Oh, uh, at one point he said a sparkling eyes, ocean, sparkling eyes. Maybe I'm probably making that up just like the Michael T thing. No. <laughs> <laughs> And the Jimmy thing, we're going to go watch that back. I'm going to be like, what? What was he watching? Um, (laughs) I wasn't quite sure how to describe the colors. So I was thinking it was kind of like the PAL in the PayPal logo. And the Pay is one one shade and then PAL is another shade. Um, Mixed mixed with the blue in the official Pampers logo. So... It'd be something like that. But uh, if, if if it was like Pampers Blue, it would probably be like, I don't know, like uh, Incontinent Indigo. Maybe we call it that. It's like, Can we but... please not call it that? Okay. No Incontinent Indigo. But I love, I love um, the specificity. Um, okay, thank you. But also like just how well you know both of those logos. <laughs> I don't it's, well when it's you impressive. buy stuff it's always the PayPal there and it's true and we but, were huggies people but I I think I you know I, I actually had to go look it up to cover it but it's so spot on it's like not even a little bit off the little <laughs> spectrum of color it is exactly that color Steve well. the, the blend of the PayPal and the wait huggies wait no no, Pampers. Pamp- sorry, Pampers. You're a Huggies guy. Incontinence right. um, <laughs> Indigo. <laughs> All right, fine. It's sticking. I, I'm li- I like it now. Bad. Maybe that's a, not a good word, but in- incontinent Indigo. Tim, <laughs> I'm sorry. 
<laughs> I, I'll be signing off now. I'm done. Thank you. 99% um, of the show was not about this episode. No. Um, but it's good. We're honoring, we're honoring Tim. He's here. Here he's here in spirit. Okay. Um, I can't stop laughing. Um, Chief Vic interjects, explaining that they have a missing persons case on their hands and all they have to work with is a severed foot. The foot was hidden in plain sight, so the cops believe it was meant to be found on purpose. Sean makes a scene at Lassie's desk as he declares who the foot belongs to. And that would be Vlad Alexovic, the pro kicker for the Thunderbirds. Jules then humble brags that she dated a Miami Dolphin once and that there's something about that uniform that just does it for her. This was all very fun. Am I still in the blue? I think I'm still in the blue. I think you are. Yeah, okay. I think it goes for quite a while. And okay. by the way, the great thing that happens is there's a uh, Sean Vision flashback to this thing. And when you treat the, there, it, what we do is we put a bunch of grain in and we kind of darken it. The blue changes color to Best Buy Geek Squad blue. So it's like, <laughs> has like a triple <laughs> effect on it. So watch for that later when we get to the uh, the flashback. It's like the vivid filter, or like one of the big, you know, filters maybe on Instagram. But everybody, yeah. see, but it's so, everyone also knows exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> everyone knows Best Buy Geek Squad Blue. Yeah, I hope it's so. It's amazing. And if, and if you don't, go look it up and you'll see it's exactly the color of my shirt. And if not, just go to Best Buy because they probably can use the business and... <laughs> Because <laughs> you can't order everything on Amazon. <laughs> Ugh. Wait, oh, Maggie, wait. can yes. we go back to the Please. actual foot that we're looking at? <laughs> it is the <laughs> waxiest foot that I've ever seen in my life. It's and, a nice fake foot. Yeah, and it has, but here's, and I go, you know what? Okay, maybe we're we're sort of stretching the uh, logic here that it was in the water or something, and that's why it looks so waxy. But it has the longest big toenail I've ever seen on a foot. <laughs> you have to go back and watch it. Oh my God, I will. And if this guy's a kicker and he kicks barefoot, right? Yes. Then that, that nail could just, oh my God. It's, it's, it's I cringe thinking about what danger he's putting himself. And why would, why would he not take care of his nails? He wouldn't have a nail if he was a kicker, especially kick. That would like, I mean, if you had a long nail, just as somebody who has toenails and I'm a runner, you got, you, you got to keep them short. Yeah. See, there we go. Or, or you're going to lose it. So maybe, maybe there's a whole backstory that we couldn't put into the episode because we only get 43 minutes. We'll go with that. <laughs> about this toenail. But I do find, I did find it a little disturbing. It was disturbing. It was a nice bloated foot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> If you know me, you know I've been obsessed with Thrive Cosmetics for a while now. Not a day goes by without me quickly throwing on some liquid lash mascara, the brownish black shade to be specific. I love it so much. Sure, I love Thrive Cosmetics makeup, but what I love most about Thrive Cosmetics is that every purchase supports organizations that help women thrive. Thrive Cosmetics message is incredible and inspiring. For every mascara, eye brightener, lip gloss, et cetera, purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates to help women emerging from homelessness, surviving domestic abuse, and fighting cancer. 
They're bigger than beauty is wonderful and it helps so many women around the world. It's such beautiful makeup, but it's it's also such a beautiful cause. Plus the makeup is just stunning. There are these high performance beauty and skincare products made with clean skin loving ingredients. That means no parabens, sulfates, phthalates, certified 100% vegan and cruelty free. And you guys know how close that is to my heart. My favorite is the ultra lengthening mascara that mimics the look of lash extensions without damaging glue or any expensive salon prices. It's true. People literally have asked me before if I have lash extensions. I also have the eye brightener, which helps me look like I've had plenty of restful sleep, even if I haven't. I like to put a dot in the corner of my eyes for a little extra sparkle. And while I'm at it, their leave-on lip serum treatment is amazing and nourishes and restores dull, dehydrated lips. And with fall and then winter coming, we can all use that. Pair that with their hydrating lip tint and you are good to go. Now is a great time to try Thrive Cosmetics for yourself. Right now, you can get 15% off your first order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com slash pineapple. That's Thrive Cosmetics. C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash pineapple for 15% off your first order. The gang arrives at the team's training camp. They talk to the coach, Sam Winslow, the retired quarterback, Michael T. Williamson, the retired quarterback and the childhood hero of Sean. Sam is shocked to hear about Vlad and grants the gang access to the football team. Lassie and Jules interview the players because Sean and Gus go mute around their idols. That was great. Maybe the only time they've ever, like, gone mute around anyone. I don't think I can name another instance where they did. I was actually waiting for them to talk. I was surprised when the scene (laughs) ended. They didn't say anything. And I thought, oh, that's very nice. Okay. (laughs) I wrote down, hold on. I wrote down mentalist. Are we here yet? Yeah, there's a mentalist. Um, Are you at seven minutes and 25 seconds into the episode? (laughs) We're probably at at that. For the Patreon people, 725. The mentalist. By the way, here's the details of my notes. Thunderbird Stadium is where you shot it. Um, It's next to the Winter Sports Center at UBC. Um, And uh, if you want to rent that facility, it's $6,500 a day. The entire facility. (laughs) Really? But 6,500 Canadian. So that's not bad at all. No, it's not terrible. It's a totally pretty good deal, actually. Right? <laughs> but you, if you're going to shoot, what, like once again, when you have your own television show, you're going to need insurance, you're going to need parking. And that's that's where it starts to click up. Well, and, when we do um, uh, uh, laws, break the laws, what's it called again? Oh, uh, <laughs> breaking the laws. Breaking the laws or the laws. Oh, we, this is good. To, this is good information to have because yeah, it'll yeah, probably shoot in Vancouver. You know, I think Vancouver could double for Louisville. <laughs> I think that would be great. <laughs> but and you know what? Here's the thing: if we do it super low budget, yeah, for two hundred and seven bucks, you can rent just the field. <laughs> oh my god! And do you still remember you, all this? If you're a student, hundred eighty six bucks and fifty cents. So here's what we do. <laughs> We do the long con. One of us enrolls in UBC right now. Mm-hmm. And, and when it comes around, so when the script comes around, we get it made. Then we can just we just rent it for the day. We Whatever's in the background, we got to deal with. We probably won't have craft services. But I think uh, I, 
<laughs> I think it would be no, great. There's no food, but we'll get the oh, student yeah. discount. Good, good plan. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. The food's out. We'll uh, no, we're saving. We're we're saving. Money. Star Cruise, bring your own. We'll just bring call your it. own lunch. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure with COVID protocols, there's a way you can <laughs> that you can do that. And have people totally. bring their own yeah. food. I'm breaking the laws. We break the laws. <laughs> <laughs> it just okay. shows your rogue spirit the way you're oh thinking this through. Okay. Um, okay. So a psych first, this was our first mention of the mentalist was, which was a show that came out, um, in, I'm assuming this year, um, with Simon Baker. Right. And it was a drama, straight drama, but it literally was about a guy who has this like keen observational skill, skill, not quite a psychic, a mentalist who can picture things. Yeah. And solve crimes for the detectives in the police department, if I'm remembering correctly. I, if, and if I'm remembering correctly, he would see clues and they would light up. <laughs> I, 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 that also happened. And yeah. by the way, here's the thing. There's only like seven ideas in the world. So, right. So we decided we would just have fun with it. We didn't come up with any of this. So we didn't, you know, we're 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 off on the heels of Rockford Files and Magnum PI and and Moonlighting. So, but for us, we just thought it was really funny that. The, and I think he was like a disgraced psychic who then starts working. But I, I don't know, maybe not. Um, no, and it, I it think was, you're right. And the reason that it became okay for us because they were so much more successful than us. So we were not, we were not, as they say, punching down, which we, that was our policy never, but you can punch up all you want. No, so. that makes total sense. And, and, uh, and that is, uh, that is, we had fun with it. We loved when things like this could come up that we could just have fun with. It was completely harmless because we didn't actually mean it. Like you said, it was in a, a successful show and, and a, and a very good idea, I might say, <laughs> uh, or I might add. Um, anyway, so uh, that was a fun psych first, and I think that went on for a little bit. Uh, so we'll be bringing that up in future episodes as well. All right. So one of the players, Matt Tompkins, tells them he heard Vlad owned owed Bookie's money and recently lost even more money after failing to open a nightclub with one of his Russian cousins. Meanwhile, Sean and Gus find Vlad's cell phone in his locker and notice that he received a threatening text. Plus, while all this was going down, Gus and Sean told the locker room attendant that Gus must stay digs, and they got free jerseys as a treat. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Lassie thinks that this crime points uh, to the Russian mob, but Sean worries that evidence was too easy to find. So as the cops get a proper search warrant for Vlad's belongings, Sean and Gus talk the coach into letting them go undercover with the team. Which is very funny. That's Sean reveals he was the kid from earlier uh, in the episode, and Gus creepily mentions he used to sleep on the coach's face. I wrote down that joke. This so is very, great. It's so Gus. It's so cute. It's so good. Uh, clarifying he had sheets with his face on them. After Jules checks out a player's bet in the uniform, she slowly puts together that it's Sean. That is such a cute little moment between um, Sean and Juliet. I wrote down... Um, that I loved. I love this whole little bit of the football thing and her like having this thing. Oh, I also have, um, oh, <laughs> Ralph Macchio, which is a yes. psych premonition because he's mentioned several times and then yeah, he's Nick Conforth twice. next season. Yeah. And then his, his headshot is on the wall, right? With, yes. um, which are we there yet? We're not there no, yet. No, no, that goes, that's we're way like, later. We're at least one page away on my notes. <laughs> I also have, that was a great kick, James. So we should also talk about, I did want to ask you, like, 
Did you have a football background of any kind? Is this, is this like, no. <laughs> no, not at all. And in, in fact, uh, I played basketball and cause I'm six, eight, you have no yes. choice. Yes. And so, so I wasn't about to do another sport, <laughs> just <laughs> general lazy. I'm like, all right, that, cause that's in the winter. So I wasn't going to do fall. And they had a thing called hell week, which was in August. And I grew up in the inland empire. Yeah. So it was, it was as hot as, Two I days. don't know, Louisville. That's how hot it was in the summer, but not as humid. So uh, Louisville, my brother used to play, my brother, what they would have hell week was like two a days. Did, was this uh -huh. like a thing? Yeah. When they would play basketball, yes. they would play football and all oh, those poor boys. Yeah. And by so the way, Meg, in real life, you have two brothers, correct? Yes. Okay. In breaking the laws, you have <laughs> 11 brothers. Okay. <laughs> it's just, it's just for casting purposes, but seven of them are twins. Are adopted. Oh, <laughs> seven are twins. <laughs> So it'll be fine. Uh, we can we can double up on the actors and all that. Uh, pun intended. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, I love it so much. I'm so excited about this. I feel like this is going to be a whole like sep separate like Patreon thing. People are going to be like, "Why are people tweeting about breaking the laws <laughs> and their ideas?" Go to our Patreon to find out. Uh, uh, Maggie, I think you went past something. Is oh, don't you have a costume change here? A wardrobe change? Oh, I do. I do have pe I, Pepto Pink. I wrote down. It, is it Pepto Pink, though? It didn't quite feel Pepto to me. On my... Oh, please tell me what it felt like okay. to you. Well, to me, <laughs> and maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong, it feels kind of like um, the color that Frenchie in Greece accidentally dyes her hair that causes her to become a beauty school dropout. <laughs> oh, my God. Pink. That's what I would call it. That the color that Frenchie accidentally dries her hair that leads her to be the drop beauty, out of beauty school, school drop, pink. drop out of beauty school pink. Okay, got so. it. Devin, that's, that's my feeling. I no, I think you're exactly right. It's yeah. like there's a teeny you're exactly right. I can see it. It's so specific, Steve, and I it's act and it's right. It might be. I don't know. I haven't seen it in 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 a while, but it felt that way to me. No, it's definitely that. Does it's anybody know Dee Dee Khan? Is there any way we can get a, a hold of we her? We should ask her and say, <laughs> show her the scene yeah, and be you, like, would you, you say... still have this wig <laughs> and can you hold it to this up to your TV at the same time? Or put it on your head and put it next to the TV. And I think that actually will probably get it. Did we have any of the Grease cast on the show? We, I don't think we did. No, we joked no. about Grease a couple times. Yeah, no, we were, but... I think we were too far removed from... Yeah. Uh, from Greece, but we uh, had a very specific time frame we were sort of working with. Yeah, but uh, how amazing uh, would that have been? No, yeah, it would have been cool. It would have been cool. There's still time, right, yes. Steve? <laughs> Greece is a movie, by the way. I saw five times in the movie theater. Oh, I really? think that might have been the record for a long time, but I see Raiders of the Lost Ark every time it's shown anywhere. So it's probably past that. Oh, so. that's that's interesting. All right. I'm just thinking, no, I'm just like, oh, is there a psych episode or movie that we could somehow do a Grease theme? Anyway, there's still time. We kind of did with the musical, you know? Maybe there's a there's a whole Grease thing in Breaking the Laws. I don't know. Oh, my God. I love it. Okay. Okay. Where were we? Yes. So Pepto, or I'm sorry, the other pink. You were Ralph Macchio, right? Ralph Macchio, I, yes, 
Ralph Macchio, which is a total psych premonition, um, have, okay, hold on. Gus discovers that most of the players hated Vlad, except for Matt Tompkins, Vince Garner, and Drew Shackler. Great names. Yeah. They are the craziest guys on the team, and they call themselves the Warriors. During an awkward talk in the ice baths, Sean notices a thin red burn around Matt's wrist. We'll get to the scene in a second. Matt's That's wrist so good. and a keychain with the letters ORW. He yeah. also notices Vince scratching a rash on his leg and remembers pink calamine lotion he saw on Vlad's foot. The scene was so funny. Um, from the time he, hold on, altered states, oh, just yeah. got back from being a monkey. I yes. wrote <laughs> You see altered states? I just got back from being a monkey. That had to have been James. There's no person on earth that would have written that line, but maybe Josh. But. That is so good. Uh, hold on. Oh, and James kick. Oh, I wanted to come back to that because uh, he kicks the ball. And, and James yes, did that. I I texted him yesterday to do a little background research. He and, really did. We don't and cut. He, and no, that's him. And he yeah. said it wasn't that impressive. And I said it totally is impressive. I wrote down that was a good kick, James, with like a bunch of exclamation points. Yeah, it was, <laughs> because... I thought it was fantastic. And you can tell it's him just by the way he jumps up and down like a little kid after he does it. <laughs> yes, but he played football. He's a quite he's a great athlete, James. Yes, and, and a, so he and a was tennisman. Con- as they he call. is a definitely a tennisman. Yes. <laughs> okay, Steve, I have a question for you. Okay. Oh, good. What are volcano nipples? Oh my god. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this is I bought. By the way, perfect timing because I think this might have been my ad. But when guys do um, a lot of steroids, their nipples will will. This is actually. I'm sorry, Patreon people. This is there's gonna be no <laughs> visuals, um, but they puff out and they turn it into volcanoes. And that's how one of the ways you can tell, besides their heads growing three sizes right. larger and getting acne on their back and whatnot. But volcano wow. nipples is one of the uh, one of the things, and we probably should never say that term again. <laughs> I literally, I heard it, and I was like, I can't not ask about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so it's just an indicator of steroids. And how okay. great is the James joke? Is like, all right, I got to go get my steroid shot. Whoops. Yes. <laughs> Like, ah, oh, that's so good. It yeah. was very, very, very funny. And James also... with the flippers, like, <laughs> so funny. And his pronunciation of Emilio Estevez. 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 Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so great. And then it's... and then there's a line on James's back. And this, this is, once again, when you have your television show, everybody, yes. that um, he probably said, because it looks like his head is moving, but sometimes if you need a little button to a scene, you can add something as they're walking away, as long as you can't see their face. And he <laughs> says when he gets out of the tub, he says, steer clear, might be some pee in that one. Oh, he did. <laughs> I heard it. <laughs> that is, that is funny. That's that's funny. That's making a funny. We <laughs> make a the, funny. And then the other line that's so great in that is uh, <laughs> off of Destiny goes. Uh, he goes. Oh, I dated a de- uh, I dated a dancer. Destiny. Her real name was Glitter. And I thought <laughs> that joke sounds like Josh. So I would uh, I would right. I would say it might have. But who knows? That's very funny. Josh and I worked together on a show and to in like years before Psych. Uh, it was so fun. Um, maybe we should get him on here too. Okay. Absolutely. You have him for down the stretch. 
Yeah, down the stretch. We and, will, actually. Uh, actually, we would be remiss not to mention that Josh has this amazing charity called One One World, One Kid, One World. Yeah. Um, that they built schools in Kenya and Central America. And it's a really just really awesome uh, thing that, uh, that people should look into because it's, it's really awesome. And one more Josh thing. So there's the compliment part. And here's the, here's the part. And this is not a not compliment. This actually is another compliment for Josh. But Josh is so fit that it used to drive Andy Berman crazy because as writers, we're supposed to be schlubby. And he, we didn't have schlubby writers. I'm sorry. We, we, yeah, we didn't. Yeah, I mean, we, were, I, we weren't like super fit. Um, <laughs> but you know weren't what? like the worst if there's like a writer schlubby spectrum. That's true. I would say you all were on the good end of that. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. We'll take that. But uh, that's that's overly kind. <laughs> but Andy used to joke that Josh's t-shirts were fitted because he was so thin and so so fit <laughs> that they were fitted to exactly to the millimeter, just go to the tip of his belt. <laughs> so, oh my God. It would not it would not go past his waist. It would just go right to the tip of, of the belt. And that's that's the kind of um bit you want about you, about oh my God, you're in too good a shape. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he hated that. Yeah, exactly. Hated it's all it. you guys, you guys, yeah. <laughs> stop it. He was very fit. He was fit. He's a fit guy. Yeah. And we we missed a great uh, uh, Laster joke where, where Laster talks about he's only a fan of the gun sports. Oh, my God. Uh, I wrote down the gun sports. <laughs> I did. Oh, Tim, you're yeah. right, though. That is a great joke. And we have to keep saying nice things about Tim in his absence. Uh, yes. Just so we'll know if he listened. Yes. Um, yeah. <clears throat> okay. Jules and Lassie arrive at a laundromat. Uh, hold on. Jules and Lassie arrive at a laundromat and notice headshots of celebrities, including uh, Sean's short-lived time as Chad from Lights, Camera, Home, Studio, but also Mr. Andy Berman. Actual Andy Berman headshot, a too. Actual. Oh, really? Yes, that is his headshot. Oh, my God. That is so funny. Oh, my God. And then Ralph Macchio's up there, right? Yes, Ralph Macchio. And there's 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 one more to the right that I that I tried to freeze frame on the peacock, the uh, you know, that the tier without the ads. Yeah. And <laughs> and I couldn't see it. There was no there's no shot of it. There might it might have been another joke all the way over there, but uh there, but yeah, I and bet then, it was course, you. No, it wouldn't have been me. I wouldn't have I wouldn't A wouldn't have had a headshot and I would have remembered that. I was actually <laughs> shocked when I saw Andy Berman. It was so good. And Chad, and you were like, and, and Lassie was like, why do you have that? <laughs> she, because she, the lady she, wants to have his baby, his baby. someday. <laughs> and she's at least 60. So it's fantastic. Oh, it's so good. Um, uh, so good. Wait, are we at, uh, were we at Gus's, at Dulé's Jamaican accent bit yet? No, I don't think we're there. I think oh, we're okay. coming up on it. Mm. We have the, oh. <clears throat> yeah, we, we have the um, we have a, one thing I, I do want to uh, once again for when you all have your own TV shows <laughs> on top of the vending machines, like for no reason at all. There's all these decorative urns. There's like, why would you put a bunch of urns on top of a vending machine? <laughs> and it's to break up the purple wall that's in the background. So when you're when you're doing your uh, framing your shots, you don't want just like a whole ton of purple there. So they put these nice little urns there, and I go, that's a nice touch. And then right next to um, to all the the close up the pictures, they had these little tiny 
I don't know if they were like candle votives. Is votive the word I'm looking for? Yeah, they okay. are. Yeah, little candle votives. Yeah, and those were beautiful. And so there, um, so it was a lot of a lot of nice touches um, that were that were put into the scene. And then just long enough to do that one joke. And then this is this is called a writer's cheat. Uh, we we used to call it like an F6 or an F7 on your keyboard, but the bad guy walks in, sees the cops, and immediately runs. So. <laughs> You don't have to do any questioning. You just, he immediately gives up that he's bad by running. The guy could have stepped back slowly. And so anything, anything, anything. He's pushing him. a little cart. Yep, no. <laughs> and he gave always, it away. And almost always when the guy runs upon seeing someone, the chase is very short. <laughs> it just means. Always. It just means we're tight for time. So he has to like <laughs> trip on a crack or something. Although I think, uh, were you out there? You, you headed him off in the past. And yeah. it's, oh, it's another psych premonition from Psych the Movie One, where you actually anticipate all of Iris's moves in the worst rainstorm that we had during that shoot. That's and end true. up right there. So, oh, that's true. I'm right. I'm literally right there. Yeah. It's good. Oh, that was so fun, Steve. Oh my gosh! That I can't wait for that one. That one's going to be a, a an amazing um, an amazing episode. Yeah, it's going to be big. The future of health is clear, and that is why I use Ritual. Ritual's probiotic contains clinically studied strains and contains two of the world's most studied strains, with over three hundred and fifty publications of human clinical trials. Like, what other proof do you need? So what makes the components so clearly ritual? They're science-backed and research-stacked, especially when stacked up against the leading direct-to-consumer and top-selling probiotics on the market. Ritual is a three-in-one with clinically studied prebiotics, probiotics, and a postbiotic to support a balanced gut microbiome. I love that it is just one tablet to take. Ritual combined all of the necessary ingredients into one minty little capsule. It's so good. Plus, since it has a delayed release, that means there's no risk of nausea. You guys, I feel like probiotics have been a part of my life for so long and nothing has compared to this. Plus, you can just, it's its all in one. It's three in one. It's good. And it's so studied and it's so clinically proven. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide, your insides. There's no shame in your gut game. That's why Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash pineapple to start Ritual or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today. You will not be sorry. Trust me. Maggie, I, I have a question for you, and it's like, what is your theory of what's going on at this point in relation to the foot? <laughs> well, hold on. The foot now, hold on. What do we know at this point? Wait, are you asking me, well, Maggie? Do you think it's a natural death or do you think perhaps it could be something else? Oh, I, I, I think perhaps it could be something else. That starts with an M? Oh, God. He's not here. You're oh, right. We oh, got to do, do it. Oh, we can't do we it. We got to do it. Oh, right. No, I'm thinking that it's not just a natural. Do you want to do it, Steve? I don't. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to do his thing. Why don't we come up with like a whole new way to say it, like a like a murkaka or something, right? So it's totally different than 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 murder. So it's like a, a right? murkaka. Murkaka. <laughs> 
Yeah, there, there we go. Okay, let's do I, it. Ready? Yeah, okay, I mean, please. so <laughs> it's not natural. We got to do. You got to do it with me now. Okay, okay ready? Are we it's not. Do, no, we're gonna do the Tim version or the other one. We're doing your version. Okay, all right, all right. Okay. I don't think this is gonna work. I don't either, but we're gonna try it. <laughs> okay. So, um, anyway, yeah. So at this point, I'm not really feeling that it is natural causes. At this point, I'm thinking it's. There we go. Okay. Oh my God. That just peaked every VU meter uh, that we have. What is happening? I don't know. I don't know. It's completely off the rails. (laughs) Devin, Devin, step in when we've gone too far. Okay. 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 Jassy, which I love when you do this, Devin, interrogate. Uh, the man who ran away at the laundromat only for him to confess Vlad owed him some money, but nothing serious enough that would cause him to kill Vlad. Mm. Back at the... Mm. Oh, by the way, also at the end of this scene, Mm. John and Adam, our composers, Uh um, uh, outdid themselves with the Russian music. It's Mm. really spectacular. And it's, uh, they composed some really fun, great stuff. And all the way up uh, up into that, they just, they had a ball with it. And those guys are always so awesome and add so much to the table. So kudos to them. Yeah. Good shout out. Um, Back at the football camp, Gus claims he's doing a special technique while massaging the players because he doesn't want to touch a naked man's body. Uh Very funny. Before Sean and Gus arrive at the lake, the cops are already there taking photos of Vlad's body. Disappointed and defeated, Sean doesn't even say a witty retort. That's Mm. that's when you know he's sad. Yeah, that's true. And by the Uh, way, also Tim in a loose brown tie here. Whoa, it's yeah. loose. It's a little loose. It doesn't have that that standard Amundsen um, standard of, of tightness. I think it's because he's so confident and kind of like smug, you know, that he got the body and Sean didn't. And yeah, they've, yeah. That I, he's, think he, he, I think he's casual. And also there's an important thing that happens here. The joke at the beginning when he asked for a badge, you bring him a laminated badge. Oh, right. That's, that's right. Which ends up that by the way, that right there is um is a is a technique, I think, called Chekhov's gun, which is for Anton Chekhov, not not Mr. Chekhov, Anton Chekhov. <laughs> it said if you basically if you see a gun in the in first in first act, then the gun has to go off at some point. Otherwise it doesn't belong in the story, right? Oh, interesting. And I didn't so, is this a real thing? Yeah, so it's a real thing. I didn't know this. Okay. Uh, every once in a while I say a real thing. Uh <laughs> And in this case, it's a variation on it. I think it's called uh, Chekhov's gag or something where you think something is a gag and then it actually has a dramatic, a dramatic twist because it's the thing later that's going to get Sean caught as an undercover cop or undercover person with the SBPD when the guys find it in his, uh, in his, in his locker. So it's very, it's very well constructed on uh, (laughs) Josh's part. I love it. I love this. I didn't know that. And I, I think that's a really interesting kind of rule or take. It's yeah. it's cool. Yeah. It, it's very cool. There's a lot of Chekhov's things. You can look them up. They're fun. Oh, who who again? <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, okay. <laughs> Mr. Chekhov. <laughs> Mr. Chekhov. Okay. Hoping to make Sean feel better, Juliet hands him a fake laminated bag. Oh, there it is. I jumped ahead. There it is. No, that, that was our next little, uh, that's our next move. Okay. Sean asks Chief Vic, not to release information on the body because he doesn't buy the Russian angle. Chief Vic gives him one day to prove his theory, and Sean teases Lassie about his hair. Sean's back, baby. Back at training camp, Sean and Gus get abducted from men in hoods. It looks like they're about to be thrown off the roof of the stadium, but Matt and Vince show up and stop it, warning them they could all lose their contracts. 
Sean then arrives at Henry's house to make it up to him for blowing him off by bringing the coach over to toss some pigskin and eat some steak. Here's yeah. a question I have. Sean is walking outside and they say it's after 10 o'clock. We're going to get in trouble for being out past curfew. Then they go and, and do all that. And then they go to Henry's house and then they're going to have steak there. with the coach that they've already gotten. How late are they eating steak at this house? <laughs> it's uh, an inappropriate. It's kind of an obscene. This is like a not allowed time to eat. It's way past the time you're supposed to be eating steak. It's like when you're in New York, everybody like has dinner at 11 o'clock. I think that's yeah. what it is. But I also that's think then is. then the, <laughs> the thing of them throwing the the having a uh, having a catch with the football like six feet away from each other um, because of the length of the uh, of the porch, of course. But don't you think the neighbors are going to get mad that they're not only not only are they cooking steaks and <laughs> having like a lot of a lot of beer and yeah. now they're out there and uh, throwing the football around. I, I do think that the SBPD probably got called this night for a, a noise disturbance. I agree. I'm sure that they did. I think this was absolutely ridiculous. I think this is a ridiculous, and I love that you caught it, Steve. Well, you know, oh. Natasha always, Natasha, our script supervisor, who, by the way, is the queen of our entire um, show, keeps everything running smoothly and mm. tells us all our mistakes very, very loudly and right to our faces um, without uh, <laughs> without any, any sort of sugarcoating, which we love. Um, she's all, she always sits with my scripts and she goes, so they got up at four 30 to drive to here. <laughs> and then I guess they made that in one hour and then they all did this. And I guess it was four in the morning by the time their day ended. I go, I don't know. That's and, really funny. The and, timing sometimes on these is crazy. What we cram into it's a day. Crazy. And then you say, all right, I'll split it into two days. And then the budget comes back and they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We can't have that additional wardrobe. So now you have to crunch <laughs> it back in the one day. This is what happens when you have your own TV show. Make sure you get enough money. That's it. It's always about the money, <laughs> but also have a, have a Natasha. Yes, exactly. Uh, she's exactly. Fantastic. And then for all the people that that get on and say, "All right, well, then the chicken bone was in their right hand, and then then the next time it comes back, it's in their left hand." Understand? We did sixty takes of of this in ten different angles. Yeah. And um and Natasha usually is um on top of those kind of things, but um but if you're paying, uh, but it's as, hard sometimes. Dave Greco, uh, uh, Dave Greco, who. Uh, is the uh, ha- making his psych debut as uh, assistant editor, or is edit? He got an editing oh. credit with. Uh, I think this one was. It's not. It's not Crabtree. I think it's Dexter. Dexter. So, and so Adriano. Jane Greco. So those guys always say if they're paying attention to that, then they're not watching the show. So. That's true, actually. But also, when you have fans like ours who've like watched it. 500, you know, or, or so many times, um, as I learned this week in Salt Lake City, so many people were like, we just started it for like the fifth time again. A lot of people were so sweet talking about watching it, um, while they were quarantined or while they were sick or like lots of families watched it during COVID. That was a, that was a big, I loved hearing those stories. And the great thing about this podcast is what it does is it gives people something new to look for. Yeah. For instance, in this scene, you can also marvel at how weirdly loud all the walla is, all the sea walla. <laughs> oh, yeah. Very loud birds. And and I would suspect that that is not a fault of our um, our post team, who are amazing. 
And it's just that there was probably a lot of noise that was out there that we couldn't get rid of because we were probably shooting at 11.30 p.m. We probably were, yeah. And the, the birds were out. And it, listen, if the, if the birds all decide they are, they're coming to eat, there's nothing we can do about it. No, it's not like you can hold for a plane that's uh-huh. passing over and because you know it's just, it's going to pass. It's like the birds are going to do what the birds are going to do. Yeah, and right. sometimes they really want to be in a scene. Yeah, exactly. And we just got to let him. We just have to say the wall is going to be loud. <laughs> yes. Okay. Sean talks to the coach about the behavior clauses he put into all the players' contracts. Sean gets an idea and has Sam give a press conference on ba- Vlad's death, which puts the pressure on the Warriors who start fighting amongst themselves. Gus shows up and mentions the cops told him Vlad wasn't murdered. Oh, hold he on. He wasn't what? Hold on. <laughs> Gus shows up and mentions the cops told him that Vlad wasn't do it with me, Steve. Okay. Murder. I don't even know if that's it. I think we changed it. It's better this way, though. I followed you. It was good. It was good. Um, (laughs) Then he says it again in a Jamaican accent, which is one of my favorite moments on psych ever. Literally. So funny. Um, Back at the stadium, Sean and Gus notice uh, someone has broken into Sean's locker and found his laminated badge. The Warriors show up and confront Sean, who says he knows they were ATVing when Vlad got into an accident. The Warriors then had to cover it up since if it came out they were ATVing, they would all lose their contracts. So they fed the cops the Russian mob story and sent a threatening text to Vlad's phone. After hearing all of the commotion, the coach arrives just in time. The Warriors tell the coach that he'll never win if three of his starters are arrested. <laughs> so callous. <laughs> so callous. The coach agrees, but he says he's sick of trying to win at any cost. They then turn on the coach as well, but Lasseter and Juliet arrive just in time uh, to arrest the Warriors. Wait a second. I don't have a wardrobe note on this. Am oh, I in the same thing? Yes, you're in okay, an orange cool. top. Oh, I do have a wardrobe note. I wrote orange sherbet. Or like a creamsicle? What do you have, Steve? I have Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, (laughs) Silver Shamrock, Pumpkin Mask, Orange. I think that that's about the same thing, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so you remember they had the 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 song, and that's that's the one. I'm I'm pretty sure that I (laughs) nailed that one. I'm almost positive. You can't see it, but I'm crying. (laughs) Oh, my God. You nailed that one, Steve. Thank you. It was so good. And I almost want you to say it again. Um, (laughs) Oh, you mean Halloween three season of the witch, silver shamrock, (laughs) pumpkin mask, orange. Of course it rolls off the tongue. In fact, I think there's going to be a crayon uh, color that, that they're going to have to actually do two rows to get it all the way on. Oh yeah. It's really good. That one's really good. Wow. Oh my God. To think we almost went over that one. No, we got it. Okay. (laughs) Um, Wow. Tim is going to have some big shoes to fill when he gets back. Um, he's a, Tim is the master and I, I bow at his feet because he's so great and lovable and personable. And I'm just hoping to fill the void that's in everybody's soul right now because Tim's not here. Oh, Steve. Yes. Tim is the best. We, we miss him. We miss him. Um, okay. Uh, hold on. But last and Julia, right, right. As a thank you gift to Sean, the coach lets him fulfill his childhood dream of leading the Thunderbirds out of the tunnel and onto the field on game day. This is so sweet. Gus takes Juliet to the tunnel so that she can see Sean running out with the team. Both she and Henry proudly watch their boy shine. This moment was so pure, Steve. Mm. It's so sweet. It's, it's so great. It's so, these moments, they just, 
I like I uh, yeah. Anyway, I like our our fun little scene too, which I I uh, went over, but with um in the conference room, Juliet and Sean and Gus together. There's like a fun little hangout vibe. Yeah, that, like no, we don't it's always great. get to have. Yeah, like it was really really sweet. So I I loved this episode. I mean, honestly, I thought I mean James looked fantastic in a football uniform. Anyway, so it was like. He was meant, this was, this episode had to happen. It's so great. And I think we completely manufactured Juliet's love of football uh, players or thing for football players because there's no mention of it before this. Ever. So it's, it's just as for the, and I don't think there's another one after. I, I don't think so either. I think it's really sweet though, because I feel like even if, even if it is just manufactured, it's funny that she dated a Miami dolphin. If that's. Uh-huh. Real, but I love that it is just about like her, her uh, crush on Sean, especially yeah. in this like uniform. It's so cute. It's so it's- nice to see all the little the little pieces moving down towards uh, where, where we want to get everybody. It's it's really fantastic, and it's but- perfect. It's the perfect amount of like sprinkle. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really sweet and it's great. And, uh, and just, I mean, I think you play that scene so wonderfully, just like you're like, you're annoyed to be there. Why am I here? And then you see, and it's all by surprise. And so the surprise, it just, I, <laughs> I was like doing like an open mouth smile just from watching. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I think that was also kind of real. It was very cute. It was like, it was like, if we were in high school, it kind of felt like for a minute, Maggie uh-huh. and James and Sean and Juliet were in uh-huh. high school. It was very, very, very cute. Was that at the BC place or was uh, James thought that you shot some of it at, at the PE? And I was, I'm like, I don't think it was the PE because why would we have, because we had Thunderbird Stadium, uh-huh. which you can get for, you know, 6,500 Canadian. And then we also, Canadian, right? but we 180 also, if you have a, for the, for the yes. field, if you have a student pass. Okay. Yes, exactly. Right. Which we got it. I got to get my application in there. I have to write, I have to write my essay. I don't know what I'm going to write it about, but <laughs> we'll get, we'll get it somehow. Um, but we got BC place. And this is the one thing that Henzi demanded that I talk about because we fought so hard for BC place and they kept saying, we don't have the money for it. It's too expensive. And we're like, what else do we have to cut? Hence the very short chase where the guy goes running uh, out quickly. Yeah. And we just wanted that because you can have a football game and have them at uh, the training facility is one thing, but the, yeah. it had to be a football stadium. And I think we, I don't know if you remember this, did we have it for one day, maybe two days? It was, I, I, it wasn't a lot. I do remember we shot everything there pretty quickly. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but and was, I know it, it wouldn't have been more than two days, and I, I maybe it was a day and a half, and we had to move away and and do all the other stuff somewhere else. But there's some stuff that like you can tell is at the Thunderdome, uh, probably the it was probably that Thundercats or whatever. What was the name of the team? Oh, the Thunderbirds. Thunderbirds. Yeah. But the other genius thing that they did up there is they named the team the Los Angeles Thunderbirds because it was already the Thunderbirds Honestly. Stadium, so we didn't have to. <laughs> all we had to do was take everything where it, where center was spelled C E N T R E mm-hmm. and and get rid of it or change it. Um, but that, that was, was awesome. So yeah. if you go if you go up to to Vancouver for a um, psych behind the scenes tour, go yeah. of course to BC Place and you can see a football game there. You can also see all kinds of concerts. Yeah, um, BC Place is very fun. It's yeah. very it's where the hockey games are. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, the hockey stadium is right next to it. Oh, the same that's thing. right. That's, that's the other one. 
Yeah. And so that, yeah, that's, um, but they have all kinds of this. I think does, no soccer team doesn't play there either, but I know that you two play there during psych, the movie one. And I did not know until I was up there and I tried to get tickets and I could not. I was, oh my uh, gosh. Incredible. That's <laughs> and, so cool. But I did our, one of our, um, our casting, our local casting person, her office was, was 600 feet away. Right. And we had a session and we started with the first actor and all of a sudden you couldn't hear the actor because all of a sudden it was where the streets have no name. And it was you two doing sound check. Oh my God. And I was like, Oh my God, how am I going to pay attention? (laughs) And they played everything. It was the greatest, greatest audition. And I was like, I was just hoping, I I think I did cast a couple people from that day and made sure I cast all those roles. So I wasn't the guy who was like, instead of listening, running to stand still. Oh, God, that is so, that would be so hard to focus, but also I I would love to see your face in that casting (laughs) uh, session while that music is playing. Yeah. You probably had this look on your face. And nobody could pretend that it wasn't you too. Right. It was, it was as loud as we were talking right now. (laughs) I go... (laughs) Oh my God, that's amazing, Steve. Yeah, so you so, kind of got a concert, even yeah, though I, I did. I yeah. didn't get to get over there, but uh, um, to the actual, it was when they they did the Joshua Tree album all the way <sighs> through. I know. Oh my God, we got to be on top of that so that we can have a field trip or something next time we go up because there will be a next time. I I love your guys' Smothers Brothers story. It was just oh my God. extraordinary. <laughs> that I, was so funny. I, like, <laughs> they hit on Allison. Yeah. <laughs> It's oh, so good. It's so great. And especially there's something weird and, and amazing and awesome when you're out of town. And I know we're there for a long time for these things, you guys especially. Yeah. But it's so fun to see a show out away from your regular venue, wherever you usually go. Why does that feel so special? It does, though. It truly does. It's literally like, like, um, oh, my gosh, Tim just texted me. It just came up on my computer and he says, hi, I don't think he knows what time it is or that we ha- are doing this. But he he said, whenever you do it, please tell Steve hi. So he says he's going to bed. Oh, oh I thought you were going to say he's at a Frank Turner concert in London. Oh, my God. That would be so amazing. Actually, if he if he was, um, uh, I should tell him. I'll say I'm actually on with Steve right now. Um, this is good content, isn't like, it? Terrible. Murder. <laughs> Murder. Wait, that's what it is. Uh, <laughs> that's what it was. I'm actually on the pod. Wait, right now. Okay. Um, While you anyway. type that out, I'm going to talk about a great Maggie delivery. Wait, there's what? A, there's a moment, and and this is the one that I think you must have made up on the spot. What? Uh, he says, he, you're there at the training field, and Laster's feeling very smug, and he goes, O'Hara, write this down. And you just go, I don't have a pen. Oh, and it's so I funny, see. and it's so fast. <laughs> And there's no way we would have scripted that because <laughs> if, if I had any time, it was like cuff him or, oh, yeah. <laughs> or anything. And every, if I that, actually, that would have been a very funny runner, but I would have as a cop, I would have all of that at a football field. Would I wouldn't have, have a pen. <laughs> you would it's, always, I mean, Juliet has, every, has taken care of everything. She probably, yes. she's, she's covered, but it is right before uh, when Tim delivers his, uh, you know, it was a market down as the time I, oh. shut, I shut Sean Spencer. Oh, and by the way, he says, as the time I shut Sean Spencer's 
cavernous pie hole. And I have to ask Tim, was that a John C. McGinley Scrubs tribute? Because that oh. would have been that would have been the peak Scrubs time, right? Yeah, absolutely. That was peak peak Scrubs days. Absolutely. So I'm going to guess that. Um, and then James clearly did the um, Joyce Heiser and one of the the guys' haircut line because that's oh James. I heard that. And I'm pretty sure that I added the Night of the Comet reference because I think. I'm the only person who knows that movie. Oh, I ha- I wrote that down too. I don't know that movie. <laughs> Wait, should I know that movie? No, no, no. It was one of those. Uh, it was what? It was by the director or writer of Chopping Mall. And oh. uh, <laughs> what is Chopping Mall? <laughs> oh it's my. a movie. It's a it's a it's a horror movie where robots take over a mall, and it gets really uh, gory. And I, I think they retitled it. Um, this is a conversation I need Shopping James for because the two mall. of it, it's called Shopping Mall. By the way, one of the all-time greatest movie titles ever. Second so only good. to Breaking the Laws, the Maggie Lawson, <laughs> the unauthorized Maggie Lawson biography. That's so good, Steve. Um, <laughs> and Steve. did we talk about um, Gus's nickname? Because that was like one of the greatest ones that I've totally forgotten about. Wait, not Tay Diggs? No, no, no. His nickname was... Oh. Um, Oh my gosh, I wrote it down. Um, I didn't write it, it down and I usually do. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. It's um it's early on. Oh, Daquan Smallpox Randolph. Oh my God. How could I not have written that down? Daquan Smallpox Randolph. Yes, and there's a callback to it at the end where he says the <laughs> the pox may be small and then I think they and then, Oh my god. <laughs> and then right after that James does this great thing and he goes, "Here's what we do. Gus run and then uh just before they uh you guys come to save the day it was yeah. like and there's a psych maybe a psych first there but not the what? way we do it but there's an i'm proud of you but it isn't done in the i'm proud of you style it is- i caught that it's not the i'm proud of you it's the but but he does say i'm proud of you and uh the gus run was very funny oh my gosh so very great. quick very funny um I love it. You got a psych first. It's this is good. I don't think I had one for this one. Uh, okay, and we have to we'll keep the traditional. I hope, I hope eye. we got that because we we have to do that for Tim. And then the, the last thing is how in the hell did we get we are the champions for the end of the episode? We can we can never afford like real songs, and we got that must have been so expensive. Do you think that maybe it was? Yeah, how how would we have gotten that at a cheaper at a cheaper price? Can you just get a song for a portion of the song for less? I mean, I guess you, <laughs> have, you have to do you have to do two things. You have to do the publishing, and then you have to do the actual um, master. How but did we do that? I, I don't know. Maybe they were having a special on We Are the Champions. <laughs> <laughs> it was a special that week. It was a Black Friday discount if you yeah. got in just in time. <laughs> we got it. We got Frank Gifford. We got We Are the Champions. No we joke. Got, we got BC Place. We did a lot in this yeah. one. Yeah, we got that field without the student discount. Uh huh. We got the we got the waxy foot with the giant toenail, <laughs> the bloated foot. <laughs> uh, Steve, we still have fan questions. Oh, good, good, good. Um, okay, hold on. Are you ready? Yes. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. If the cast had to form a football team, <gasps> what oh. would we name it? I think we would get away from the from the psych part of it. I think we would be super cle- clever, and we would probably it would be the home would be Santa Barbara, right? Yeah, the Santa Barbara. 
Oh, I, oh wait. I'm going. Wait. Can we already do? Oh, no. We did the Santa Barbarian, but the Santa Barbara Barbarians is great. And that, Very would, good. that would go right into Tim Meltrigger's The Santa Barbarian Candidate, which is uh, that's right coming up in season seven, eight, that's maybe. That's right. Oh, my God. His list of the of the reject names from. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was so, so good. Fun. Tim was so excited. And he was so prepared. I was very proud of him. I was thinking Santa Barbara, like one of Gus's nicknames. Oh, like yeah. the Santa Barbara Lavender Gooms. Yeah. The, or yeah. the uh, Santa Barbara MC Clap Hands. <laughs> anyway, those are a couple. I don't know, psychos. Why don't you guys weigh in as well? If we had a football team, what would it be called? Oh, yeah. and here's, we kind of answered this. Did James really kick the extra point or was that a stunt double? <laughs> It was, it was him. him. It was him. I, I I texted him yesterday. And by the way, James was at the PE when I texted him. Stop it. They're shooting there. A M L T, as uh, as you know. As the cool and kids so call it. That's why he was feeling that they shot it there, but I don't think they did. I, I don't re- think they yeah. I don't think so either. I don't remember the PE on that episode. And and of course the the peony is the fairgrounds for those of you who haven't been to Vancouver. And yeah. I still have never been to the fairgrounds i've shot there more times than i can count but i've never been on any of the rides or any of the of the active fairgrounds mostly because i could only come up at the beginning and the end of the of the uh, season yeah i i don't think i ever have either i don't think i've ever walked around the fairgrounds the peony no that's a must that's a must do must do on the next movie four we we should get Uh, i mean first first we got to do this First, we got to do breaking the law. Biography, yeah. <laughs> unauthorized. <laughs> Given James's love for football, was this episode a dream come true for him? I think it kind of was. Oh, for I, sure. I remember yeah. him loving this. Yeah, and and getting to like do be on a football field and throw the ball around. I think I have some like behind the scenes of him throwing yeah. the ball. Yeah, and he really, you know, and really what what Josh did such a great job on in this one is integrating them into the thing i mean just gus gets the short end of the stick but the, it's a, it's enough of a stretch for a kicker to be allowed on a professional football team even if they say he has a torn mcl <laughs> yeah no it was he he this was like i don't know if james had played in a football game probably since uh since his high school days but also he's die hard like He has, like, he's in the fantasy football world. Like, he wins nationwide fantasy football team thing. Like, he's he's a master at this. It is is a true love. He is the Um, biggest Tennessee Titans fan in the entire United States. Yes, in the entire United States. He got to introduce one of their draft picks at the uh, the draft. Which is so fun for him. Well, he was Houston, right? So he was a Houston Oiler fan. So, and they were, that's who became the Titans. And he just like, like a true fan followed them to Tennessee. I love it. Okay. If you could play any sport professionally, what would it be? Steve? Nobody wants to know what I would do. Yeah, uh, they do. Would be, I think it would be baseball, of course, because um, oh, I'm yeah. not good at the gun sports um, like Lasseter. <laughs> I, I wonder uh, if Tim would count fishing. Let, let's let's guess what Tim would say if if, if fishing doesn't really count. It, does it count as a sport? Fly fishing? Fly is fishing, there a, sure. A, it's like one of the hardest things to do in the world. 
I think he would definitely say that. I, I think, think that's a, he would love that. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Let's just let's just lock that in as his answer. <laughs> I don't know what mine would be. Probably uh, something really. I would say something like really random. You know what I do enjoy? What? Bowling, and oh, I'm pretty wow. good at it. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with that. That's pretty good. I thought you would say softball. I did, but I, you know, I did that. And I feel like I completed that chapter of my life. Yeah. <laughs> so I would, if I were to choose something, I think I would, I would pick bowling. I think it, it would be really weird and fun. You've already played Terry Jr. Um, so you've done it in real life and in <laughs> on, on the screen. I have fulfilled all of those wishes, actually. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Terry Gannon. Um, and let's see, does, did your family have any sports superstitions growing up? Superstitions. Oh, interesting. I wonder. Because like he has the Yeah, he has thing. to stand yeah. by the refrigerator getting an otter pop or something. Uh, which actually we talked a lot about that in the writer's room because uh, there's a lot of things you don't do if your team's doing well. Uh, right, right. <laughs> Oh, right. And also you're, you being you. So there's like the world series beards, right? We often see. Yeah. Those are bad ideas. (laughs) (laughs) Those are bad ones. (laughs) Um, I don't know. It's really funny. I, I know of people, uh, a friend of mine who was a football player that had to like tap a certain thing, which I think came from Rudy. I believe that was in Rudy. There was like, you have to like tap a sign, the sign before, you go out onto the field. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah, and yeah. I played baseball and I would never, I would never step on the chalk lines. Um, you know, and going out to the field. If you're if you're running to first base and you hit the ball, you definitely should go ahead and <laughs> step on the chalk you're lines. You're like, oops, sorry, sorry. Oh, oh, Excuse look out, me. Look out, look out. <laughs> that's a that's good. That's a good one. Um, did you guys film at a real football stadium? Yes. BC Why, yes, place. We did. Home of the BC Lions. I have a I have a, a couple BC uh, um, BC Lions hats. I, I usually get a new one when we go up to do a movie. Oh, I love um, that! And it's great because I don't really like you know blend in like a uh, local, <laughs> but I'm a little bit more convincing as a Canadian. So it's uh, it's it's an honor to be mistaken as a uh, Canadian because they're the nicest people in the world. And yes. Canada is such a, an amazing place to visit. And they've been so kind to us. And I just love going up there. I'd go up there for vacation if we weren't, you know, probably Aww. needing to make a psych movie um, for very soon. Yes. You know, yes, not yes. right yes. now. We're just waiting. But uh, not at this moment. We're just waiting. But, but yes, I. But of course you fit right in, Steve, because you're the you're the nicest. You're like. You're the best. So you would fit right in with the uh with the nice Canadians. Well, well, thank you. That's um that's that's great. It's an it's an honor to be amongst them. <laughs> um this was Steve. This is I mean, this was one of my favorite episodes. I want to keep talking to you on the pod, but I also want to know the unfolding of this of my life. <laughs> in the unauthorized biography so um we might have to even just have like a separate little mini sesh yeah um, exactly just like a little brainstorming thing <laughs> yes kind of put some it. of the pieces together <laughs> um but i seriously i cannot thank you enough for doing this and for um being you and of course obviously creating all of this but 
Um, we love you so much on the podcast and all the psychos do too. And they ask for you and they even mentioned it to me at Salt Lake City. And here you are. Here we are co-hosting together. And it's so, so, so fun. And I, I'm sure we'll have more, more I, of these. I will come back anytime. And uh, I'm so happy with all this. I'm actually just come up with an idea for my own podcast. <gasps> and it's a it's a psychologist are in re-listen. So I'm going to do a podcast <laughs> about your podcast. And we'll talk about all the things you guys said. We'll go through it. We'll go through the moments. And then I'm going to hire Devin to do it. And she's going she's gonna to have a synopsis. And oh, my God. This is a be... great idea. It'll be the first re-listen podcast yeah, ever. No one's done that before. Uh, no one has. Until now. <laughs> oh, my God. How fun for everyone. They get to re-watch the psych episode, listen to the psychologist, Aaron, and then get to re-listen to the yes. psychologist, Aaron. <laughs> they can just keep going. Okay. <laughs> Steve, right, thank awesome. you so much. This is so fun. And I can't wait for the next time we get to have you on. And um, when you write Luck of the Irish Model and also Break into Laws. Okay. Yes. <laughs> In process right now. Okay. All right. All right. Goodbye. Bye, Steve. Seriously, that was such a great episode. Having Steve on as a co-host was, um, wait for it, psychonic. No, truly, honestly, I don't think I stopped laughing through the whole thing. As always, thank you again for listening to episode 13 of The Psychologists Are In. And don't forget to follow us on our Instagram at The Psychologists Are In and our Twitter at Pod, And check out our Patreon for full videos of the episodes and more at patreon.com slash psychologists are in. We are so excited to see you next week with a special guest. Drum roll, please. Dulé Hill. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.